Yo, 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 yo. This is the last cassette. I am your host, Sean Richard. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Egyptia Sakbasin. And we have a special guest, our first guest. Woo! Um, I don't think I need to introduce him. Let him introduce himself. Go ahead and speak to the world. Hello, everybody. I am Calvin Joyner. Um, I am Raina, or excuse me, I'm Egyptia's famous husband. Hey, Hello. if y'all know me, y'all know about my husband. Right, so that's me. What's up, y'all? All right. So. All right, so let's get started with the quote of the week. All what right, you got so for us, Rich? This is what I got. All right, everything happens for a reason, even if it hurts. Um, reason being for this quote, I like to let everybody know is that it doesn't matter what you go through, how painful it is, and all it's, it's a means to everything, that nothing uh, stops it. That it's, it's constantly going to be growth. You tear down your muscle to create muscle. So to understand this is to understand the whole evolution of life. You're going to go through bad breakups well, just for the right person to come along. Well, and that is the quote of the week. And may, if y'all like it, make sure y'all hashtag it. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? I felt that in my spirit. All up in the spirit. All right, you guys. So... Let's get to know our Mr. Calvin Joyner. Yeah. So, um, so just we wanted to know, like, because you know you were in the music industry for a while from the time you were fourteen until eighteen. Mm-hmm. Y'all, he has the voice of an angel. <laughs> this Negro can just sing a spiritual out your shoes. Come on, spiritual. <laughs> And um, so what made you go from singing to teaching? You know, now you're you're going, you're getting your master's mm-hmm. and it's in African-American studies and English and, English, mm-hmm. and you're also a real estate agent. So I what made you um, go from singing to teaching? Oh, well, I've always had an interest in teaching. That's something that's always been with me. Mm-hmm. So like as a kid, I always wanted my mom to buy me like whiteboards and clipboards and different teaching stuff that, you know, would make me feel like a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, at the age of, like, 11, and my mom's like, why in the hell am I buying you this? And I'm just like, just <laughs> But, you know, and then as I got older, you know, I got interested in singing. Well, let me change that. I've always been interested in singing. I grew up listening to my mother sing. So, His mom can blow, too. Yeah. She was a, a backup singer for I'll Be Sure and... I'll Be Sure with the unibrow. Yes. Yep. With the unibrow. She loved every piece of it. <laughs> she yeah. said that he was the sexiest thing walking. Good lord. But um <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know she probably don't like him now. He's how you look, man. He was bad now? He still got that unibrow guy yeah. like like a fake permanent head. He's one of those light skin guys that had good hair but they mm-hmm. did too much. Like, let me perm my hair extra. Yeah. Yeah. My hair like is like extra nice. So Yeah, I'm that's happy sure. Yeah, so Yeah, so I grew up and just sang and I woke up one morning and I was like, I want to sing professionally. Mm-hmm. So my mom was like, are you sure? Because if you want to really do this, then you know, I'll get you where you need to be. And sure enough, I was like, yeah. And she became my manager. My dad became my road manager and we went off and I took two, uh, three girls from uh, high school that I went to high school with, Lex, um, Talent, and Lauren. They shout became, out to Lex. So yeah, shout out to Lex. And um, Melanated Lex. And, um, Melanated Lex. <laughs> yeah, that's her Instagram name. Yeah. But um, we they did shows with me. They were my backup dancers. And, I mean, we hit the ground running with it. And it went on for about four years. And, I mean, I met Music Soul Child. 
I met Babyface. I met a whole bunch of people, and I enjoyed doing it. Didn't you open up for Joe too? Mm, yeah, I opened up for Joe and Frankie Beverly Amaze, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I did a show Amaze. with Jennifer Holiday, not Hudson, but the original Effie from Dream Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed every piece of it, and um, I put it down because I wanted to go to school because you know education is important. You want to educate yourself, and got my degree. Went to Coastal Carolina, graduated cum laude from there. And um, right now I'm working on my master's. So, yeah, but who knows? I might get back into it. I know. Yeah. He asked me to be his back backup singer. I sure get did. back into it. And I said, <laughs> I am ready to go. You just give me the word. And my mother's sitting there like, I'm Nick, nigga, when, when you come, when you doing this, when you doing right. this, when you doing this. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she is really waiting. So, yeah, so. Little, little background story. Yes. So. Okay, so let's talk about what's hot in the streets and what's shady in them trees. All right, y'all. So Cardi B had her baby, and she had her little girl. The little girl's name, <clears throat> I present, Culture Kyrie Syphilis. Syphilitis. Syphilis. I, 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 like, think about that name. No disrespect. No disrespect. But doesn't it sound like a disease? Like. <laughs> Like a birthday, like, like, so, like something you don't want to catch. Like, don't catch your cultural syphilitis. Man, is that shit contagious or something? Like, mm-hmm. it sounds like a disease. And I'm telling y'all, when they go, when you go to the doctor and you piss and they try to see if you got a disease, the STD or something, they do. It's called a culture. That's right. To find out if you got bacteria or anything. So that's a bacterial child. Culture pyrethrosis. That's a nigga name. I thought that she was going to give that child like an elaborate ass, ghetto ass Hispanic name like Esperanza or some shit like Carmen. I don't know. But you, but you gotta understand who, what, what his name is? Uh, Offset. Offset is like the one, the, the ratchet one in the group. So, it don't make sense for him to have a ratchet name. I mean, that's like his sports baby mother. Right. That is, yeah. You like his boy, baby mother. Yes. He got four kids. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Four different so, girls, right? Yeah, yeah. He got, he got a good bit of kids. So, but culture, my nigga. That's how like, you know you got money. Like, you know, if you get money, like they start naming the kids like, uh, like weird ass names. Culture. culture true North East Chicago. Apple. <laughs> Apple. Apple. Air. Uh, orange, Michael orange. Jackson did with blanket. blanket. How about the blanket? You know your name with chop blanket, nigga. And you put in blanket over blanket. Yeah, he, yeah, he hung his baby over his. He hung his baby blanket over a balcony with a blanket. It's just so ironic. My nigga blanket. My nigga, yo, this my nigga, yo. Yo, who your son is, yo? This my, this my, this my, this my son, blanket. All these men having friends. Like, if you have a black friend, it's like, yo, yo, go meet my nigga, blanket, b. And then you would think that's that's like his street name, and you'd be like, "Nah, fam, that's, that's like his, legit." Yeah, that's his real name, Blanky. Oh, that's so that's terrible. Nah, that's a terrible name. I don't know. It is. So, all right. So, let me go ahead and pull up my IG real quick. See the stuff that I saved because um. So Mike Epps he came out and said that he thinks that everybody's funnier than Kevin Hart, and then um. So then let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Go ahead and get this get this right. But, I mean, Kevin Hart to me is not always that funny. He's not. He's not. Like I think He's after, after those the first two stand up specials, like his movie acting skills, like being you know like funny those movies, it's trash to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he's a good like movie comedian. He's a good stand up comedian. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like, all right, I can see you doing stand up, 
But as far as like movies, like the movies he was in, like I don't like his movies that he's been in though. I think they were trash. Only one I, I like them. Them. so funny. Really? Yeah. I love the one he did with Ice Cube. Um, Jum- was trash I love, to me. I love Jumanji. I think Jumanji yeah. was trash. Jumanji really? was pretty cool. I loved it. I really like Jumanji. I liked it. Okay, so okay, so this is what was said. So um, Nick Cannon responded to Mike Epps' thing, and he said, "Lions don't lose sleep over the uh, over the opinions of sheep." Kings don't bicker. We too strong and beautiful to, uh, to highlight hate. It's enough of the white man's money to sprinkle around to make us giggle. Now, Mike Epps, he wrote back and said, if you don't shut your drum line, teenage forever looking ass. <laughs> I, I, think, I, think I, I think I was probably like the, good, the best clap back in this week. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that was a dime, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so they came on her reply and he said all I can say is that you're a sad individual I talked to you several times face to face in attempts to put the BS behind us I even reached out to you like a man and tried to get to the bottom of the bitterness when will you realize that my success has nothing to do with you or your journey unlike you I want to see you win I'm actually a fan champ I'm praying for the day that you will realize that so many of us entertainers have a have a crabs nigga what have have a crabs in the barrel mentality. You are the biggest crab I know. Uh, I will continue to shine, continue to make it. Okay, this is too goddamn long. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Blah, it's, blah. it's too long. It's, 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 this is what just happened. He just did the right thing his PR probably told him. Right. His, his PR probably, look, man, don't clap back at your mans now. Because he like, he don't care right now. Mm-hmm. You, you want like, you're a multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire. You work more than him. So don't, so be careful with your words. Good PR. That was just what you call it. Good. Yeah. PR. I mean, it was. So, I was like, I'm gonna keep reading. I was like, this is too much. Now, what sparked Mike Epps from just like what sparked him coming out and saying what he said about Kevin Hart? I think I think this has been going on for a minute though. Like really? just like every comedian. Uh, so what we know about a lot of black comedians, they begin real sick of Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Have they? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Michael Blackston said something about it. Really? Says on love. Mm-hmm. Um. Mike, I mean, Kevin wins a lot of these back men saying a lot of stuff about Kevin Hart. Aries Spears, maybe because Kevin Hart, he's he has one of those one of those uh, times where it's his time now. Like you remember, like to me, comedians come to generations. Mm-hmm. You remember the nineties? It was Martin Lawrence. Like every movie was Martin Lawrence. Yeah, early two thousands, somewhat. Cat Williams, but everybody else could eat. Mm-hmm. And right now, you know, it's all about Kevin Hart. That's true. So that's why I think people get tired. It's like, yo, you eating too much, B. You not saving food for the rest of us. All that we could do is just just be rogue comedians. But why be mad though? Because that's not his fault. It's not. But it's just like you said. It's crowds in the barrel. People go. It's like this, and. You've been in the art, you're still using the music industry, right? Mm-hmm. So it is very hard for Columbia artists oh God, yes. to make it. Why is that? Because there's like 3,000 of these other guys, mm-hmm. women, fighting for this spot. And yeah. nobody wants to support each other. Okay. Everybody just wants to see you fall so, you, so all of us can be in the same plateau. Right. right. And that's true. You know what I'm saying? Versus, and, and you know, I give Kevin on Kevin Hartman, he do some of his specials. Um, he had, he had this little network called Laugh Out Loud, mm-hmm. where he do put like up up and coming um com- comics on stage. Yeah. So 
I think it's just some some of it is is, is hateration. But you know, who knows? I don't know. I, I don't know what's in there, all these guys' minds. Yeah. The only thing I know is there's some hate mm-hmm. going on, and they're like, "Look, we're not eating out here, B." Yeah, but I mean, I, I get what they're saying, but at the same time, like Kevin Hart, it's not like Kevin Hart didn't put in his work. It's not like he was just handed everything. I yeah, mean, he worked hard. Yeah, he did. Do the, but for example. How long was Soul Train? I think it was Soul, not Soul Train. Soul Plane. So how long ago was that? Oh, God. Oh, 2004, 5? And that was considered a bus movie. It was a bus movie. Kevin Hart been doing these little small gigs. He was on a superhero movie. Yeah. He was on a lot of little small little gigs doing little small stand-up comedy. Yeah. Until he had this one breakout one. I think it was on HBO when it was called Laugh at My Pain. No, I, I think uh, um, there was a grown grown little man. Yeah, it was, first. yeah it was grown little man. Mm-hmm. All right, and then that just shot him to start. It was so funny. Everybody loved it. So he was just at the right place at the right time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Look, Mike Epps. Sometimes, I don't think Mike Epps is that funny. I'm not, not. I don't think so. I don't think he's, he's that not. funny. I think, I think he's one of those, like, you had a friend that was just, like, stupid funny. Yeah. Like, damn, I can't believe you did that. Ha, 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 ha. That's how Mike Epps to me. Yeah. I don't think his jokes are funny. I looked at his, his, his last uh, stand-up. Yeah. I think it was last he did it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it was only one good joke. I'm not going to try to say I can hate him. But I just don't think he's that funny. Yeah, I don't think Kevin Hart's all that funny either. I mean, for me, I would much rather listen to Aries Spears. Aries Spears is funny. He is funny. the playbook. He is Because he got all the playbook in the world. <laughs> and he's just he's just hilarious. So, I mean, there's so many, like, other comedians that, that I feel like that should be in the forefront more than Kevin Hart. But at the same time, he's still grind for his money. He still grinds for his checks every single day. So, you can't be mad at the grind. You just got to respect it. Yeah. It work a little harder. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I think. All right, so Papoose versus Fifty Cents. Papoose. So Fifty, um, he commented on Remy Ma's weight loss. You know, because she's looking bomb as hell. Yeah. She's looking good. She looks like Remy of old. Yeah, she looks really good. So Fifty said, you know, y'all like Remy, like you know, you look good. You lost some weight. Papoose gonna get mad and say he only nah, he only be telling my wife she lost weight. So, 50 being Mr. Petty Peter, he <laughs> wrote and said, Remy will be blocked until she can get a hold of her husband. And I was like... And he, and, and after he said it, he said, get the strap. Get the strap. So, you know. Get gotta, the strap. Yo, oh, get the strap. This is my take on this. <laughs> being, a, being, a, being a man that has a significant other. Right. Um... That which you know, guys probably comment or see a picture and likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, this is this is the mature answer. Papoose, come on, my guy. Right, thank you. I, I, I mean, come on. She's you're dealing with somebody else's spouse. Just like she's not gonna mess with fifty. We know that about Rem. Right. Or just like you know, with anybody else's spouse, mm-hmm. people's gonna comment on your spouse to the day you die. I know people who look at old women like they're steaks. Yeah. Old wrinkled women. Hell, I used to. Old oh, wrinkled women. <laughs> you know, I used to watch the old. You know, my first porn. I was like, I guess, oh, like, it's kind of like a, uh, like a forty year old like white woman. I was like, 
12, 11. He, so he, he has, he, he's had fitness. Like he, yeah, yeah, so, always, so I mean, so, I mean, very weird. Very weird. That's the end of the handle there. The point is this. The point is you kind of fat. You can't get mad because somebody said your wife looked good after she lost weight. That's a compliment. That's why she lost weight. I'm like, right, and I'm about to get her. I'm about to shoot up her club. And this is right. This is she's pregnant. She's like four months pregnant now. So it's like okay. I mean, this yeah, should be happy. Proud. You should. I never understand. I never understand people who have attractive partners and they like get so mad at people for commenting on it. If anything, <laughs> thank you. All right. Like, yeah. Like. I mean, I, I, I just think it was overboard. It, it, it was. was, too. It really, really was. Okay, so, let me pull up um, my little social media again. So, um, LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn Shady McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. Um, 25 for the Buffalo Bills. So, he filed a lawsuit to evict um, Delicia Corden, his ex-girlfriend. And she... She basically, it been outed that he basically assaulted her, and she looks bad. This is what she looks like, but um, like before, cute, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if I can find a picture of her now. Like she looks a beat up, jacked up, it's fucked so, up. So it, wow. it's it's so bad. It's so so bad. So this I've been following that now. story since why, yesterday. Why? Why did he do that to her? Now, okay, so it gets deeper. It gets deep. So let me go ahead and read um a little bit of what what was said. Okay, it says, just hours after LaShawn McCoy was accused of brutally beating his longtime girlfriend, new details about their relationship or like thereof was, has been surfaced. In McCoy's statement, uh, where he denied totally uh, baseless and offenses uh, allegations, the Buffalo Bills running back also said that he had not spoken to the alleged victim or her best friend in months. As it turns out, because uh, her best friend ended up outing him and saying that you're the devil, you can't believe you did this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you keep trying to put up a front like you're this good dude, but you're not. So, um, and back in June, the baller asked for the judge's order to force Corden, which is his ex-girlfriend, out of his um, Alpharetta, Georgia home. Um, so basically, the documents obtained by TMZ McCoy said defendant is uh, ex-girlfriend of owner plaintiff and refuses to leave. And in Gordon's defense, she revealed that the two had been considering jumping the broom to the point where he gave her a substantial gift. So then it gets deeper. And apparently it's stating that what happened is that she got beat up from a home invasion at his house. So there's actually a recording of the dispatcher mm-hmm. basically saying that, you know, she's been beat up. And it's been like because of a home invasion and things like that. So, like me and Rich were basically saying, like he probably ordered somebody to like whoop her ass. Like uh, first thing first, this is alleged that he probably you know ordered somebody. But it's well, let's break this down, okay? Yeah. So let's, let's look at as the time, right? Something happened between them, right? So he's like, you know what? I'm tired of this. We need to get out. She said, you know what? Nigga, I'm not getting out. He said, you know what? All right, cool. Let's be smart. Let's yeah. get the courts involved. He gives her eviction notice. Mm-hmm. Right? Before he gives her eviction notice, you know, time before that, he gives her um, jewelry. Yes. Right? Rings, gifts, and things of this nature. Things get rocky. We don't know what happened. Okay? Mm-hmm. Somebody probably mm-hmm. cheated. This, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. So, he wants her out of his Atlanta home. Mm-hmm. He's gone. He's not there. Okay? Let's make mindful. He's not there in Atlanta. Yeah. Right? So he leaves. 
a home invasion comes, beats her up, leaves her in the bathroom, takes all the jewelry that he gives her. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So now we're not, I mean, we're no private eye, but we're looking at um, Shady McCoy. It's like, look, man, did you set? Come on. We, we know you was trying to get the jewelry back. We know you was trying to evict her. Is this a setup? Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like to me. Because if, if you're really that desperate to get somebody out of your house, like you would do it in any kind of measure, especially if you have money. All you got to do is go down to the magistrate in whatever state or whatever you live in and say, you know, I don't want this person in there and get them out that way, the legal way. But that's what he was doing. 30 days. But that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, you know, he was feeling kind of tight. Mm-hmm. Like, no, third day's not enough. You need to get out now. You need to get out again, put in the hospital bed. Wow. Either way, even if she's in a hospital bed, guess what? That time still ticks. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do know. That is crazy. That is so crazy. Like I, I just, I cannot, I cannot. It's domestic believe. violence stuff, man. This is this is serious, I mean, man. A lot of these celebrities doing it. And it's it's crazy. Like domestic violence is not good on anybody's behalf, whether you're a girlfriend, a wife, or anything. It's really not. Yeah. We can't just say girlfriend, wives now. Oh, little husbands, boyfriends. Because guys, you know, I have more exactly in their ass beat out here. Yeah. There are, surprisingly. Yeah, I agree with that. I've seen this so. firsthand. So, it's... it's oh, girl, the whoop, some... some who? I know somebody who did, too. Yeah, like, but this is... straight up beat his ass. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the story. So, my man's, right, I ain't gonna say his name. Okay. Oh, well, what's his name? And then give the seat. He, I don't know if you watch. He, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so he was playing the shorty, right? It was his birthday. He was messing with the shorty, right? Mm-hmm. And she was just hood ratchet. And so his birthday, everybody come down from the hood. We're going down to see my man's. And so I don't know what happened. She ended up chasing this dude around the house with a knife. Okay. <gasps> wow. On his birthday, hitting that man with a crowbar. It gets so bad that the house gets destroyed. Him or her fight, but that's what they always do. You know, mm. they uh, they fuss, they fight, they fuck. Right back where they left off. But it's not cool because in the end, like his his clothes get bleached. He has scars. She has scars. There's children involved. Oh. So now, we, what do you do? We got hood love. Sorry. I mean, it's not, it's not cool. It's and really I, not cool. Like, and, it's you know, really not. And then I was, I was on, uh, I'm with this group, you know, Marriage Club on Facebook, and I was reading a post, you know, lady, you know, just now deleted, and she talks about, like, somewhere of domestic violence that leads to rape. To me, it doesn't matter if you're with somebody. Yeah. A no is no. Yeah. She yeah. said that she'll cook for him, clean for him, and he comes home and he rapes her. She cries. She's, she's right now she's she was kinda I guess she was screaming for help on Facebook because he constantly does this. She doesn't want it. She's not in her body's not prepared for it. He takes it. And then see he beats on her. So this is this is something that is serious, man. And, and definitely I think the NFL need to do more in regards to domestic violence. Right. Yes. This seems like a lot of the NFL players are doing it. And then we got to question that to this. Mm-hmm. Um, CTE, right? It's too much trauma to the head. You know, it's just making them more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in normal life, some of them know how to control it. 
And they can't control it because it's, it's, it's what, black spots in the brain? Mm-hmm. And what's the, what did the article say, right? About uh, CTE? Um, it basically says that um, what happens is the, the nerve index that you have in your brain, it kind of, it, it's basically, it kills your brain cells. So what happens is that your behavior is completely changed, your thought process has changed, you have anxiety, depression, paranoia, and you also become extremely aggressive. That's like one of the number one uh, behavioral changes with CTE. So, and it's, it's happening like all the time with NFL players killing their wives, doing crazy shit to them. Ray Rice. Yeah. We have Ruben Foster, who constantly gets in trouble. You know, he, he rarely gained time to get on the playing field right. because of, of, of these things. Right. We have multiple allegations. We have, um, what's one of the biggest running backs in the league? Ezekiel Elliott, they said, well, all right, well, he's been cleared. But four times, my guy, by the same girl? Yeah. Four right. times? That's Come right. on. It's, she could lie once, twice. But four times? You constantly say, being on you. Greg Hardy, he beat the hell out of this little white girl. He beat the fuck out of her. And now he's an MMA fighter. You, you know, we just had this Shady McCoy. These are not just isolated instances. If you, we have a bunch of these guys over here in NFL, in this particular one category, yeah. then guess what? There's something wrong in this organization that's causing these guys to act out and to act violently towards a significant other. Yeah. And that post when it comes to Shady McCoy, her best friend says that he's aggressive towards their son. Oh, they have a son together. They have a kid. Is a kid, and he's abusive towards the kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So this is the thing, have, and I understand it's a billion-dollar industry. You know, it doesn't matter what I say or the guy who who founded um, CTE, an African guy. They try to discredit him because he founded a dead Pittsburgh Steelers alignment. Mm-hmm. They try to discredit him. He yeah, said, "This is a violent sport. You guys should not be getting your heads." You know, shaking around. This is—it's just like your brain is um, like a fish mm-hmm. in, a, in a tank, and you just shaking it rapidly. Eventually, the fish dies, and this will go on uh, with these NFL players in their brains. Mm-hmm. And it's—and the CTE thing came out since like the 1920s, and they've been covering it up all this time. And it's just now being talked about just a little bit more, not as much as it needs to be. Well, the guy, I saw the documentary, he, he, bought, it, he bought it out, I guess, in the 2000s. Oh, he bought it out in the 2000s? Yeah, yeah, he so bought it, it out. Was, so, because I guess what I was reading is like, I guess it was discovered in the 1920s? No, it wasn't discovered. That. Head trauma. Constant blows to the head trauma. So that's what came That out. was in the 1920s. Okay, gotcha. But in the early 2000s, the African, I forgot his name, his name was long. Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Sometimes, I cannot pronounce these African people names. There's no offense to none of them. I just can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce I can't pronounce a lot of words, but it is what it is. But he found this out like in the early two thousands. Right. You know, and we have that's why they have a lot of these concussion protocols. Mm-hmm. You know. But it still doesn't eliminate you could reduce something, but you can't eliminate it. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So that's my heart my heart goes out to the people who are in these situations and, you know, not to put my business out there, but, you know, I'm a child of that. And so, you know, growing up and seeing that, that's that's a painful thing. Mm-hmm. Being a child, seeing, you know, your parents fight or your mother get hit on or, you know, vice versa, you know, it's not good. And you grow up and you just, it, it travels with you as you grow up. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you never want to 
be in a situation like that when you get in a relationship you never want to be the person on the receiving end of that you know mm -hmm. so my heart goes out to these individuals who are in domestic violence situations and that's yeah that's men and women men and that's, I, I, I'll make sure we have to say it just like that mm -hmm. because there are men that's being affected yeah. either by other men or by women yeah. Yeah. it's not exclusive to heterosexuals or homosexuals this, this is this is for everybody everybody man. has this so or in race wise so it, you know, it doesn't matter what race you're in. You know, it, it, it occurs, and we need to try to do something to uh, help prevent it or, or help people see the, the the arrows in their ways. I think I think my my thing is is consequences for domestic violence aren't as harsh as they need to be. I feel like the the justice system needs to implement more harsher rules on that happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it'll help reduce it, but I just feel like you know you get a slap on the wrist. I, I, I don't think it'll help reduce it because think like this, right? We put a harsher penalties in for people, let's say, making murders, right? Mm -hmm. You have life in prison without parole. Right. Still kill. How many niggas out here still killing? Yeah. How many people out here are still You're killing? You're right. That's true. So, we just, we, it, it, I think it has to come with parenting. I think that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. It starts with when you see the signs, you have to address it. Yeah. You know, because I, I know somebody that's somewhat going through it. And I don't know if their parents is constantly like, look, man, don't do this. Don't talk to her like this. Mm -hmm. You know, for her, you know, don't do not do this. Don't talk to him like this. Mm -hmm. I think it comes with the parents. We have to hold, like I said, we have to hold the parents to the fire. We have to hold them accountable. Because their people are being hurt. The children are also being hurt because the kids are seeing it. Now, who knows what the kids going to have to go through when they get older. Yeah. Somebody may play fight and they take it too, way too serious. Yeah. And you die just because of some a trauma they saw when they was a kid. And like I said, it travels with you. And as being a child, you a child picks up everything. They're sponge. So it's like when they grow up, like you said, it one thing can trigger them and it's like that. It'll yeah. just it'll make them snap. Yeah. So And it's just and it's just not conducive to I guess the development of when you become an adult because mm -hmm. then you don't know how to have a healthy relationship. No, you don't. So like you just don't. So it's it's really crazy. sad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and flip this over. All right. Um so do we want to start talking about um I guess I can wanna take it. Right. Yeah we can. Okay. Uh -huh. do, your thing, <laughs> do your thing. Okay. Partner. So I guess is he is a English major. Yes, I was. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, black gays versus white gays. Yeah, that's what I get. Oh, okay, let me shut up. All right, do you know what I mean? <laughs> he is an okay. English major, mm -hmm. graduate of Coastal Carolina University. Yes, sir. What? What's what's your mask? Guys, a chandelier, chandelier. Chanticleer. <laughs> oh, you got it so wrong, my I can, I can I can never pronounce things sometimes, man. It's okay. <laughs> Awful. Um, and so. I feel that how we're we looking at this whole situation is this, right? We're part of the black community, right? In which systemically black males are down, right? Mm -hmm. Not as low as our black females, right? Mm -hmm. But there's another category that we don't talk about. Right. It's being a gay black man. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's hard for, I guess, a lot of gay, gay guys to come out, well, not no more. But the family acceptance 
and not just the family acceptance, society acceptance. Because society look at gay black men totally different or different spectrum than they do um, the white gay men. They do. When it comes to the white gay men, what we've seen historically is that they get more love. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They come out of Kevin Spacey or these other actors come out and say, you know what, I'm a, I'm a gay white man, right? They win Oscars and for all kinds of stuff in movies, mm-hmm. and they're more accepted versus the gay black man. Like, come on, man, really? Right. You got to be gay, my guy. Yeah. Why? Right. Because it's, how do you feel um, now, being an English major, um, what What's the difference? What do you see the differences? How people approach you versus how they approach oh, um, your gay white counterpart? Oh, wow. Um, for me, I've been approached like, you know, like asked, like, you know, what made you? I had some guy come up to me one time and I was just in conversation. I was like, yeah, I'm gay. And he was like, I didn't even know you were gay. He was like totally shocked by it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. They you think know. y'all supposed to wear like a stick on your forehead. Right. Like, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm still a, right. I'm still a dude at, this, at, at the end of the day. Right. But like seeing how white gay guys get treated versus how I get treated, like it's totally different because I'm for me being a black man, I'm assumed the role that I need to be uh, authoritarian or I need to play this hard role. So it's like when as soon as they hear that I'm gay, they're like, oh. They demasculate. Uh, oh God, I can't say the word. Demasculate. Yeah, they like take that away from me, and it's like, oh, you're you're feminine. Uh, you're feminine. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, for me, it's hard because it's like I'm already looked at and I'm already judged just because I'm gay. Whereas a white person or a white gay guy, he can say I'm gay all day, and it's like, oh, okay, it's acceptable. They're on TV, they mm-hmm. go places. Uh, you know, it's fine. You know, but for me, it's a lot harder because I'm supposed to play this masculine male role and I'm not supposed to, you know, show a little sass. I'm not supposed to walk with a little switch. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm supposed to, you know, sit up straight. I'm supposed to, you know, say, hey, you know, straighten up, you know, tell young boys, you know, it's it's not okay to cry. You know, I'm supposed to be that person, but not, you know, I'll be I'll be the one to tell a little boy it's okay to show some tears. You know, if you're upset, it's okay to be emotional, you know. And me, I guess, you know, I, I live with it. You know, I'm used to it now. I shouldn't have to be used to it, but I, I am. There's a lot of stuff I'm used to, and it shouldn't have to be that way, but it's like that's the society we live in, you know? I, I got, I, well, this is going to be my second question, is that um, so far we have this thing of announcements, right? Mm-hmm. Celebrities want to come out and say they're announcing their gay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tressa Thompson, she starred in Thor Rang the Rock. She's a great actress. She's about to be in that movie coming up. Whatever. She, she does a lot of movies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in Creed. She just comes out. She says, well, I'm bisexual. All right. Another guy who's on, um, he's on like a band, a big movie, a pop band. Yeah. He just came out and says, well, I'm gay. So, do you feel like it's being more commercialized? Commercialized than it should be. Because to me, personally, I don't care which, I don't care if you're homosexual, lesbian, bisexual, trisexual, or transsexual. I just don't care. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's you, that's your business. Right. So, how do you feel about the world now putting the whole microscope under your sexual orientation? Because it, it affects you more than it affects me. Yeah. It does scrutinize it because it's like now that everybody's like, 
honing in on it, it's like, oh gosh, like, you know, now I'm going to get asked questions about, you know, because I've gotten asked, not to be blunt, but I've gotten asked questions about sexual positions and what do I like and all this other stuff. And I'm like, um, and I've gotten asked by random people, I'm like, um, I'm not going to answer that because I don't know you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll get back to you on that knot. But, you know, it, it does scrutinize, you know, and make me, it does make me feel some type of way because it's like, you know, I, I just want to live my life. You know, I don't want, you know, I'm not trying to make anybody feel uncomfortable. I'm not trying to do anything. I just want to live my life. And I just, I don't feel like I need to put my business out there. Like, if you ask, are you gay? Yeah, I'm gay. I have nothing to hide, but I'm not going to be trying to put it on front street. Like, oh, yeah, I'm gay, you know. It's yeah, walk with a banner. Right, I don't need to do that, yeah. you know. I can still be for the LGBTQ cause and help and fight from, with my brothers and sisters who are, who you know, are also LGBTQ, but I don't, for me, I just am not the type of person to just slay it like, bam, I'm gay. But do you guys not feel like that's, it's the fact that it's being outed a little bit more, that it's like giving people the opportunity to have some kind of sexual freedom? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, for me, I'm not, I'm not, you know, the type of person to do that, but I do agree with the fact that, yes, it is giving people who didn't have a voice, it is giving them more of a voice to say, yeah, I am gay, I was scared before, but, you know, I'm here, I'm proud of what I am, I'm proud of who I am, and I'm not afraid to show that. I'm gay now, right. I fear no more. But the, the, my thing is this, the, what they doing, I, my thing is, when they put it under a microscope, like, most people come out, well, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, this is the 21st century. Mm -hmm. We know there's like 300 million people probably down here around the block that's just gay, you know, it's sexual freedom time now, yeah. which goes back to um, my little segue I was going to make um, to ancient literature. Mm -hmm. I studied ancient literature as, you know, you did this, that was your major. Yeah. Um, can you speak upon how, how, what was the sexual nature in those books? Oh, wow. They were very free. Very free. Um, <laughs> especially in the Greek and the Roman times, you that, that was like a part of their culture. Like they were free with their sexuality. Gay men and women were all over each other pretty much. Right. And they freely spoke about it. Um, and then as times went on, that's when they started, let, you know, it became less and less of something that was more, you know, normalized. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, Walt Whitman, most people don't know this about him. He's a famous uh, poet, American poet, but he was gay. And in a lot of his poems, he talks about, you know, his feelings and him, liking guys and stuff like that and he just kind of covered it up with his figurative language and stuff like that but yeah Walt Whitman was gay and as time goes on you know continually it's starting to become more and more and more normalized but yeah back in those times it was I, I think it was, it's kind of interesting because it's because King James the oh, one gay. They called him Queen. Yeah, because I remember I told you. Yeah, that. I did not they know They called that. him Queen. He was so outed as a gay man that someone made a joke and said, we've replaced uh, Queen Elizabeth with Queen James. James. I did not know yeah, that. He told me that. I was like, shut That's the hell why it's like, there's like a version of the Bible of his. And I'm like, y'all know he was a known homosexual. But, he wrote, he rewrote the Bible. But right? a lot of Christians, this is the thing now, we have to hold this to the fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of Christians read this book. And I would say it's a book because it is a, a it, is it is a literature. Mm-hmm. And there'll be so much against the life of you know of a gay person or a lesbian. I, when I say the word gay, I it, to me I, I can't just 
just differentiate from lesbian. It, it's, you, you just, for you, it's all the it's same. All the same. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, so, I understand. You know, from a person who wrote no, I can't say he wrote the book, but whose name is on the book, mm-hmm. whose fingerprints is on it. Yeah. But to say that, you know what, is wrong, it to me is crazy, which which leads mm-hmm. to the, uh, and this is the story going to bring up, um, the burning of Solomon Gomorrah. Mm, yeah, which was not about uh, homosexuality, people. It was about hospitality, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sorry, your face. That story is about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. they just like they mi- they microscope homosexuality, and I'm like, there was rape, there was robbery, there was injustice, like. Because I think because. Alright, so this is the argument they use, right? Mm-hmm. So the argument is this, that when Abraham went to go get his nephew Lot, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> well, before. Excuse me. Angels came to Abraham, right? They said, look, we're about to burn down where your boy Lot at. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, hey, they're doing a lot of shit over there. They're doing raping, oh, it's homosexual, it's a lot of things. We're about to burn that bitch down. Mm-hmm. So Abraham was like, he was already traveling. Him and his wife, Sari, which they turned her name later to Sarah. Right? It was Sari? It was Sari. Sari? It wasn't always Sarah. Yeah. Why did switch his name? They changed Abraham's name. Abraham wasn't name, wasn't always Abraham. What the hell was it? Was it? Like Abram. Yeah. It was you know Abram. What? That's, that's it was Abram. And that's, that's real. They used more white out than I think I've ever used in my college career. But oh that's what they did. And Jesus so, Christ. Um, my man's goes, right? It goes, and he brings the angels with two angels, mm-hmm. right? And it goes in a lot of crib. The guys, people start banging on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Yo, why you, why you let me know you got some fresh so-and-so in there? Now, that's not the whole city. That's, that's, and people always, to me, people always, uh, it was five cities that got burned down that night. Mm-hmm. But we only mentioned two. Oh, it was five cities. It was that five. What? But we only mentioned two: Solomon and Gomorrah. That's thing is that's that's what's interesting. Yeah. And so, but a lot of people who read the Bible, well, listen, I read the Bible. A lot of people who preach the Bible doesn't mention the other three cities that got burned down. Of course they wouldn't. <laughs> you see, that's the thing that nobody talks about. See my mouth drop. But if you what? read, yeah, you, that's the thing. I think people read this fundamental, like how. Let's let's not, let's dissect this whole thing, right? It all starts from one man. Who's that man? You know the man's name? Is it Abraham or is it starts it? with Abraham? Yeah, it, it all really the downfall of the whole Bible to me is Abraham because Abraham was just scandalous. Scandalous. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was scandalous, yeah. bruh. But and it was incest. So let's yeah, like, Sarah was Sarah was Sarah was his sister. And incest is supposed to be against the what Christian ways of the Bible, whatever, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But you can't tell that to people in Alabama or Mississippi. Alabama, Mississippi. That's just stereotypical. That's just everybody think like they, they, you know, people in Alabama, Mississippi, like sleep with their cousins and their sisters, right, in the backwoods of Tennessee. Yeah, but in the bayous of Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. I use 
for Louisiana. <laughs> But this was incest that was going on. And, but, you know, to me, and it said, well, God says an abomination. And this is what I feel about this whole thing is that, you know what else is supposed to be abominations and sins? No sin is greater than the next. Right. So how could this abomination be greater than you tell this little white lie? That's why when people are quick to tell me about, you know, gay being gay is against, you know, is a sin. And I'm like, well, didn't you tell me the other day how you just had sex with this female? Are you with her? Are you married with her? Thank you. Or not even that. Even think, even like look at a, a person sexually. Yeah, right. Because they say, they say if, if it's in your mind, you might as well, you're, you're doing it. Basically. Right. Well, then I must have been doing a whole lot of things. Oh, my God, right now. Oh, my God. Because... Right. I thought she was a saint. I thought she was a good Christian woman. Mm, you don't know the Raina I know. Okay. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> that was bad. In the day. In the Get yourself together. <laughs> I try. Try. We've grown into a mature adult, but that was back in the day. <laughs> that was back in the day. <laughs> but as far as ancient literature goes, what are some words that you know? That means something totally different today as it did back then. That could be misinterpreted. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good question. I gotta think about this. Um, <laughs> you caught me on guard with this. I know. Let me think. Yeah, yeah. Go back to your college books or whatever. Like what? All right, I know a couple of them. You know, yeah. okay. All right, like when they said to know someone, and mm. ancient literature is being to have sex with them. So oh. like, well. If Jacob knew Mary, Jacob had sex with Mary. You know what? That's that, 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 that's because that's, that's, how you read ancient literature and how you read current literature is too different. It is. Yeah. And I think people have to have to read it just like that. The words did not mean the same. It didn't. Like, like I like, all right, fuck. Right? I can say, man, fuck. We use it as a word as you know, this person is about to fuck somebody. But in ancient literature time, it was breaking down the similar to laugh my ass off. Yes. It was consent. It was the, the real is fornication under the consent of the king. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if anybody think I'm lying, you can look this up yourself. It's very correct. Fornication under the consent of the king. So how you read the words in ancient literature is totally different how you read them now. It's mm-hmm. just crazy how like that would happen. So that means that like, if you wanted to marry somebody, the king had to sleep with that person. Sleep with him or her. Him or her. That's, that's, that's the thing, though. People don't talk. Because when it comes to history, we don't look at things in a small scope. Mm-hmm. We never look at things like, this is how this culture is, how this culture is, how this culture yeah. Yeah, did it, right? How words are interpreted now is different. Yeah. When we say something like, damn, you an ass. You you know, or, damn, that's an ass. We can, it means two different things. Mm-hmm. Like, ask me a booty. Or in Asian literature, that's a strap donkey. Yeah. Right. So that's the, and that's that's and I you know I I, I like reading ancient literature. If people don't know. Yeah, One of my favorite does. books is the Epic of Gilgamesh, Dante's Infernos. Um, I'm a fan of it, but the words are always different because you have to actually go look up the words, and sometimes the words are get, gets replaced. It does, and the meaning is totally different. Uh, but you always you have to study ancient literature words to understand. Yeah. And I think when it comes down to preaching or to quoting a Bible or the Bible or whatever you want, however you want to pronounce it, 
if you don't know ancient literature, what things mean, you're going to interpret it so wrong that yes. you will never grasp the full concept of it. That is very correct. Like, like, like this, right? They said they said that uh, um, Abraham was messing with what her name was Hagar. Hagar, yep. But she was Egyptian housemaid. She, aka, she was a slave. But really, she was a slave. She she couldn't she couldn't leave when she wanted to leave. She couldn't go nowhere when she wanted to go. She was a slave. She couldn't do nothing she wanted to do. Nope. But it was the label was house slave. Mm-hmm. But you read. Angel Richard would tell you, no, it wasn't no house slaves. You didn't even have no fucking nannies. Right. This was a full-on slave. This was a full-on slave. But that's but that is all of our interpretation. We don't interpret things how they were interpreted in those times. Yeah, and that's why, like, you know, when I talk about, you know, with with how the Bible is such a slippery slope because it's like it, it promoted rape in a way because um Abraham ended up sleeping with with Hagar, and they they had a kid because he ended up raping Hagar. Yes, mm-hmm. he ended up basically raping Hagar, and you know, and they kept trying to call it housemaid. Mm-hmm. And then some people were like, "Well, God didn't say to treat the slaves bad, so you made a person have a baby that they pretty sure that they didn't want." And then you know, it talks about how Hagar tried to escape, and the angel came and said, "No, you need to go back and have this what donkey of a child." Yep. Ass of a child. Ass of a child. So, so then when we look at Abraham, is he like the hero or the demise of? He's the demise of the whole world. God damn it! Look, this man raped a slave, comes back, right? Mm-hmm. She tried to flee. They said her angel stopped her. No, his homies, his old racist slave friends came back and told her to turn her stupid ass around and go back, right? Then after his wife, Sarah, gets tired of her, right? She sends her back into the wilderness. Back into the wilderness, a slave, right? He you know what? I don't want your son around my son. Take that motherfucker on. Thus began the beef between Christians and Islam. Because her son, Sarah's son, well, excuse me, Hagar's son, Ishmael, mm-hmm. right, was just one of the founders of Islam, Ishmael, Islam, and Sarah's son Isaac, because one of the founders of um, the Jewish Jewish culture. Oh, so like I said, it all starts with Abraham, and yes, he is a demise. And people want to come around me like, you know what? Um, lost tribe of um, we're, we're Israelites? No, no, I don't know. I'm not. For we one, from Africa. For one, let me say that. I want to make this real clear for people. Real clear so people can understand this shit. Right? In those times, people believe in karma. People to this day mm-hmm. still believe in karma. I do. I do. What you reap is what you motherfucking sow. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So thing. guess what happens to motherfucking Abraham? You rape this Egyptian black queen. Right? You go, you know, you go to uh, before, well, before you go, you go to Egypt. You you gave the Pharaoh Pharaoh, you know, your wife Sarah gave the Pharaoh famine, aka she gave him some kind of sexual transmitted disease. Uh-huh. Let's call it like it is, right? And so yes, your sons, your sons, sons deserve to be enslaved. Yes, I did say that because you had no business of raping that black woman. And anybody can feel how they want to feel. That's fact. He raped, Abraham raped Sarah, I mean, Hagar, 
And then his children, and the leaders of his children, gets put into slavery by the woman country you raped. Yep. I don't know what you call that. I call that eye for an eye. I agree. <laughs> I concur. I know. I concur. But you see, but all of that is by our interpretation. We, a lot of people interpret it like this. Well, that's God forsaken children. As you know, He wouldn't put them through nothing they couldn't handle. That's why they went to slavery. So but, we're the chosen one. So God would make us be slaves. Right. What sense does that make? That's their. That's their sense. No sense. That's the point. Mm-hmm. But they're not telling how they, they don't never mention Hagar getting raped. No. And she was an Egyptian woman that got raped. And if you look at that, guess what? I was just an eye for an eye. That's karma. You want to rape one of us? Guess what? Got something for your motherfucking ass. Your kids. <laughs> and that's what motherfucking happened. Right. The, the, look, look, look what Abraham did to, to Egypt. Right? They were fleeing from another country, right? Mm-hmm. They said that other country had this famine. Mm-hmm. They traveled into Egypt. Egypt was this, this nice city. Egypt was like California. Yeah, like much. somebody from like Willacoochee, Georgia going Ooh, to California. Willacoochee. So, <laughs> they, 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 they go there. It's hot. Musty. Right, probably it is. I've never been there. I ain't been there either. Well, I'm going to Coochie, Georgia. Anything with Coochie in it, I'm not going near it. I'm going to but, uh, so they flee. They go. They go into Egypt, right? He told. He tells Sarah, "Look, don't tell him you my sister. Don't tell him you my wife. Right. Just tell him like, yo, you just my sister." So guess what Sarah did? She ran with it. She was she was hot. So the Pharaoh said, "Yo, what's up, ma? Come through. Come oh. to my palace." So she goes to his palace, right? And after she goes to his palace, quote unquote, God hits. The uh, hits the pharaoh with famine. Well, didn't they say like too that um the pharaoh like went to to show her his jewels or something? That mean to show her his jewels, show, show her his dick. <laughs> his jewels, all right. So that's what happened with that, and so thus comes after he showed her his jewels, quote unquote. How he gets famine? She got a good old Esther, go, good old Abraham. They, right. they go, they go to a place. They go. She goes up to his room, and then he gets famine. Famine is just sickness, guys. It's not. It's something not like in your flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just regular sickness. So guess what she gets? She gives him a disease, sexual disease, from her dirty, her dirty. Um, I can't say it's dirty. Well, it probably was dirty. I'm pretty sure Abraham was. He was thotting it up. But, I mean, what we know about the Bible is that all the men in the Bible were thoughts. Most of them. Maybe not all of them, but most of them were thoughts. Yeah. But, like I'm saying, was that he got that from Sarah, who got that from the town they left. So she had a disease, and she gave it to the Pharaoh. They raped the Egyptian girl, right? Mm-hmm. Now, their kids become enslaved by the Egyptian society, quote-unquote, for fake 400 years. But there's no documentation to prove any of this shit. Thus became who these people call themselves the real Israelites. That was deep. That was deep. So for you, Cal, since, since you are like a a, a, a literature, literature person, you're also like, this is going to be like your career for the rest of your life. Like, how do you feel about the subject of the Bible and how, and how it's, 
it ties in with society, sexual freedom, and just you know perspective. Like for you, like what what do you, what do you think? Because I know for you, your look on the Bible is more objective mm-hmm. and more in an educative way. So yeah. for you, like. I look at the Bible, like uh, John said, from a literature standpoint, Mm -hmm. and what I recommend people do is instead of being quick to say, oh, I live by this text, or I live by the Bible, I live by it, you need to know exactly what you're reading, and you need to decipher it properly, because a lot of it is allegory, a lot of it is metaphor. And it says it in the Bible. Exactly. So it's like, if you're there's certain things that you probably don't live by, but because you quote-unquote say you live by the whole thing you're kind of contradicting yourself mm-hmm. so it's like yeah i look at the bible from a standpoint a literature standpoint because that's how i learned it because i had a professor in college that was like most people understand the bible from a religious standpoint but they don't understand it and they're not breaking it down literature uh literally yeah so that's what's messing a lot of people up because they're only hearing what a preacher or a reverend or, you know, so, somebody in the religious, they're only hearing their standpoint, but they're not hearing it from a literature standpoint and breaking the text down by its figurative language. So, that's my recommendation. Yeah. And I agree with that, goddammit. Yeah. I learned that from my professor, too. Mm-hmm. Which one? My intellectual professor. Oh, shit. My, yeah. The guy who, I forgot his motherfucking name. Goddamn. <laughs> but, let me tell you my professor. A professor, uh, he ended up marrying one of his students. Oh, that dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was cool, though. Shout out to my nigga, man. He ended up getting fired. But, you know, he taught me a lot. He changed my life. So. Oh, is that the guy with the really cool glasses that look like a 1970s dude? Yes. Ben, ben something? Benson? Ben? I don't know. I feel like his I don't name know. was like Ben something. I don't, I don't remember his name. I got it. He's my friend on LinkedIn, I think. Professional website. But I don't know. He's a professional website. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot his name. But, oh, one more thing, guys. I got something to say. Papa motherfucking Johns and they soggy ass pizza. Oh, yes. So, we all know Papa Johns from his stupid ass commercials. He want to sell his overpriced soggy ass pizza. Right? So, this motherfucker, um, not too long ago, he got in trouble, like about a year ago, got some criticism, criticism, excuse me, for canceling his deal with the NFL. Due to player protests, he says that the player protests lower his sales and pizza, so he's pulling out. Fuck the NFL and fuck these niggas taking knees for injustice. So I got a little backlash. His PR person you really said, wasn't. You said a back, backlash or a blacklash? Because I love that. I think it was both. I don't know. The backlash. But his PR person wasn't wasn't helping that day. And I guess his PR person failed him again. So, Mr. John, whatever his fucking last name is, long as fuck, I can't pronounce it. You know, sometimes the Italian people have like super long names mm-hmm. that yeah, you can't is. pronounce. Like Machia and Gorgonzola and oh, all that other stuff. My I'm sister's at- best friend is married to a guy named Pure Luigi. And that's his first name, y'all. Wait, what? Pure Luigi. That's his first name. I don't even know what his last name is. That's a long I was like, that's a long ass first name. Sanitario or something like that. Right. Pure Luigi Sanitario. But so Sergio Linguini. I know I know black guy named Sergio. That's my guy. I think a black guy. I don't know why, but I, know. I think that's a corny cornball ass day. Like nigga, Sergio. Sergio, but you a nigga. Thirty ass nigga with braids. Like really, nigga. My home. I'm gonna trick the world like that. I'm gonna trick the world with some shit like that. 
<laughs> you trying to be thugged out. What's your name, G? Nah, nigga, my name's Sergio. Sergio. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I... But hey, Charlie, my nigga Serge, man, he, he my homie. He, he's one of the realest black dudes. He's probably listening to me. It's like, come on, man, really? Nah, yeah, that's a real nigga right there, Sergio. But he is so dead ass. You, you meet that nigga, you be like, yeah, yeah, he's a real nigga. But um, so Papa John, well, I ain't call him Papa John, Cracker John. Let me say that. <laughs> he said, since you want to use, since you want to use nigga, all of a sudden, there you go, Cracker John. Ooh. So he comes on, oh, he, he gets caught, he gets caught on the phone. Saying the N word, right? Mm-hmm. Again. Come on, my guy. Your PR person does not help you one motherfucking bit. First, you get mad about niggas taking pro taking knees. Now you're just saying the word nigga. So you really? know what black people or just all people who don't like racism. How about you start boycotting the soggy ass pizza motherfucker? But that's bad because black folks, we love us some Papa John's. I guess. Ooh, I I oh, you know? Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I haven't eaten it since I was. I, I like Marco's. I don't like Papa When I used to go down to Orangeburg. You know what's on the pizza? They get a little pepper. But I haven't eaten it in years. I mean, since since I used to be down in Orangeburg all the time with my ex, because he used to buy the, the barbecue chicken all the time. Wow. That was the last time that I ate it. That's been like two years your, almost. Your ex his black carpet bowl. Right, barbecue chicken. Well, I mean, not anymore because I haven't I haven't eaten it in so long. Which kind of black person you gonna trick and just put barbecue chicken on a pizza like that? I know. I know. Who does that? Thank what you. Kind, what kind of white sorcery is this? That's a question. Like, what kind of caucasity is this? What kind of shit is this? Get out of here, man. Barbecue chicken pizza. I mean, it was it was decent. It uh, wasn't all that bad. I mean, he ain't put no. Um. Uh, what's what's that? What's that extra degree you put in the barbecue sauce? I bet he put no brown sugar in the barbecue sauce. I bet you he didn't. Okay. See, that's that's I know it wasn't for black people. Right. Thank you. Should have known that. I knew that. <laughs> but fuck that motherfucker, cracker job. So he just ran around saying the n word. They got he got caught on the phone. Saying. He got caught on the phone. He was talking to another another company. Um, and he thought it was cool to just say. So anywhere. just say, yeah. Well, they ain't get no. He ain't get no black clash by calling them blacks niggers. Oh, really? So you just wow. so that's that's my approach of it. Like, oh, he didn't get no backlash. So you just mad because what happened? So you so you feel you had the audacity to just go ahead and say no nigger, right? Okay, blatantly and freely. Okay. But you know some black people like, no, fuck that, man. That pretty still good, nigga. No. Nigga said, nigga, I'm not awesome. I mean, I'm not support. I'm not going to Starbucks no more. I'm mm-hmm. not going to Papa John's no more. Uh, what's another place that I need to that that I stop going to? Uh, what's other places that just act stupid with black folks? That's the only two I can think of right now. I eating the pizza and I'm not you like Chick Fil A. Yeah, I had to stop eating that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta go. But you know, what I'm saying was the hardest person for me to stop fucking with. I just said racial slur. What? Paula Dean, man, that bitch because oh, you want to still fuck with her too. You like, come on. Because you remember Steve Harvey actually tried because um 
You know, Steve Harvey, he has like this little camp for, for boys every summer. She got some good ass pots, man. And God he was like, he wanted to do like a, a segment for the boys to learn how to cook. So mm-hmm. he decided to try to bring her on. He got a lot of backlash for that. Well, see, my girl had a backlash for a lot of things. Like, he told his stupid mustache ass, don't fuck with Trump. Guess what he goes and do? Go to the White House like a dummy. And guess what happens? Oh, man, I should never I did that. I should have never did that. No, oh, you know that. No shit, Sherlock. Who's <laughs> the potato head? You listen too much to your white PR. You need to get a soul sister from the hood. Hey, be like, uh-uh, nigga, don't you go up in that goddamn White House and talk to Trump. His PR should be Angela Ray. Angela Ray should be his PR. Because he, he, but Steve, I'm off ways sometimes, bro. But you, that was two instances where you did some real dumb canned shit, man. He was like, you know, I just thought that maybe we could just unify the country. You gonna unify the country by a racist? <laughs> My nigga, really? Right. Speaking about this mother, this orange potato looking ass nigga. <laughs> let me tell you what this nigga did. He's the, he's the stupid motherfucker of the week. Stupid motherfucker of the week. Stupid ass. So Donald Trump is now being the, the president. Donald Trump is now being sued by his former driver, which said that he owes, which Donald Trump owes him three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. $350,000. How much driving was that nigga doing? It doesn't matter. Right. No. <laughs> no. You would have thought he was a Lyft and an Uber together. Nah, because I guess it's expensive to get a nigga like him. Because he probably know, look, I know the alleyways right here. Right. Uh, right. And he lives in New York. I'll so that's you. massive traffic well, right there. If you get you there in an hour, I'll get you there in five minutes. Yeah, uh, you one of those motherfuckers. <laughs> but still, Donald Trump, you was a millionaire. You couldn't get this man his money. <laughs> my, my nigga, you were president. You couldn't get this man his money. I'm tired this As much as he be talking about making deals and, oh, I did this and I did that, you can get that man that money. But you know what? A lot of his supporters would be like, well, look what he's done for the country. I don't know what he's done for the country. Oh, yeah, I, I know what he's done for this damn, this driver. He paid that motherfucker. <laughs> I know he done for a lot of illegal immigrant workers. He didn't pay them. I know for all the they're trying to kick him out. Yeah. I know what he did for a lot of other people. I know what he did for um, the students at Trump University who lost their tuition. Oh, I know what he did for that. Mm-hmm. This is the problem. The reason why we could give me always going to get my all. He's been ever going to be a stupid motherfucker of the week. He's a stupid motherfucker of the life. Of just life. life. He constantly make these dumbass decisions to fuck with people, right? And it, it always goes bad. Always. He always gets sued. A lot of his companies fail because <laughs> people think he's a, um, a business guru. But a lot of his companies went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Went fucking bankrupt, my nigga. Yep. Uh, this is real here. He's a dumbass. And this the peop- this the person who a lie let me not say racist. Who a lot of you racist motherfuckers vote for. <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna say racist, but a lot of you racist motherfuckers. Because <laughs> serious, like you're not gonna tell me, well, it's not racist because look. Yeah, he fucks with Kanye West. Kanye West said slavery was a choice. Thank you. I mean, are we really gonna sit there and talk and, and, and be, he hangs out with Kanye West? Thank you. For every white racist person, or socially, or 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 social, no, 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 racially insensitive person, they will always come back and say, "But I have a black friend. Kanye oh. is just that black friend." Well, it used to be Amarosa, so she got kicked out. That's who we call the token black person in the group. Just like the 
just like the, the 1804 documentary about Haiti. Mm-hmm. Mike and I had to kick off the black people who were the token Negroes. Or like the one dude. Who was it? Was it uh, the, the one who was a general? Uh, Toussaint? Toussaint. Yeah. Toussaint he was the token black because he thought all his friends yes. were going to be, because he was a general, he thought he could go up in there and Napoleon mm-hmm. was going to support. And, and Desalin was like, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it, nigga. Don't and do that. Did, he was like, no, we're all generals. We got this. And, and what he did, they captured his ass and jailed him and starved him and killed him. Yep. Right when he went down to France. Good, man. I'm going to tell y'all, man, about this motherfucker, number 45 in the White House. Anybody who fucks with him are stupid. <laughs> are plain stupid. You didn't hear the shit he be saying. Or quote unquote trying to claim that you know things got a little bit better when he got in office. Okay. Shit. When when hate crime has gone up twenty percent since he's been in office. Fuck the hate crime. Gas prices went up that damn twenty percent. Gas prices don't went up to hate in Haiti from like five dollars to seven dollars. There's been like a boycott and a strike to the point where like white missionaries who's trying to go back home can't go nowhere. Oh no. Fuck that man. I know one thing I ain't gonna Haiti. I gas prices so why I'll be scared to drive. Right. You catch me on a bike. Usually that's what you do at, at like the taxis in, in Haiti. They're actual bikes. They're no, motorcycles. They're on some damn skates. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, oh, you might see me riding a goddamn goat. I'm getting in on a goddamn goat. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, mad. Nigga, what you doing? Nigga, I'm riding a goat oh, down the street. That's a. And it's hot too. Yeah, I'm taking a goat, man. A goat gonna take you to the food. And it's so right. fun. that's true. And it's so funny that like they roam so free on the island. Like I remember I was talking to my mom one time. Oh, but son, I hear man. I said, Mom, what's that in the back? Oh, it's a goat. Oh Lord. Yeah, niggas just have ghosts just randomly out here just Oh yeah. Nobody says anything, just right. Yeah, she's like, Oh, it's either we, we let them go, we take them, kill them, and we eat them. Oh wow! Oh that my damn! Going down. Going down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, what's that? That's a cop. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Don't oh, so sit, sit around certain certain women out here. Oh, 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 Yo, the most hilarious thing about going to USC is seeing a bunch of white girls with a t-shirt that says Cox. Go Cox. They say that shit probably too. Go Cox. What a Cox. The best of the Cox of the land. And the crazy thing is this too. Even the guys have these no games. Yeah, they need Cox. The University of South Carolina. But it's the funny thing about it is that a lot of them are um, conservative. Yeah. And their guys say, go Cox. Right. So I'll be just there looking. I was kind of just looking at him like, what the hell is about a damn black flipping shit? Cox on your Republican ass. (laughs) Just Cox everywhere. Yeah, like I remember when I, the first couple like months that I was there, I just could not, I would laugh all the time. Cox. Well, why are we called the Gamecocks? It's just so weird. I mean, like, you ever want to watch like a whole white porn? And that's how they be saying we talk to you. Yeah, girl, take this cock. 
Yeah. Give me that cock, Josh. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I don't like that yeah. word. It's the cock right here, man. Put the cock in your mouth. Oh my god, it's such a big cock. I remember. Yeah. I was like, like, god damn, they talk a lot doing sex. <laughs> Full on like dialogue. Like, how you like this cock from, from the side right here? Yeah, he just, that was good. Hit from this other side, bring, bring that cock and smack it on my eye. Oh, you like, what? What kind of conversation is this, my nigga? Man, look, I used to watch a lot of porn, man. And I used to like like you know, sometimes you try to role play with your girl or whatever. Yeah. And it'd be so weird. You know, me and Raina watch this porn. Oh my god. star and yeah we watched a porn video and i was first of all i was trying to figure out how the hell they glued stitched whatever sequined his dick back on i don't know i was curious and when i saw it i was confused because i was like it's like straight and then it twisted on a curve so you could tell where like they had to sew it back together i was like it was like this short hard and he just knew he was doing something he was like you tell what I don't like about those horns now, man? I just knew it. Why they be doing like, so much close-up on, like, on dicks? When they're about to come. They're trying to get dick right to the camera, like, nigga. Some, some porn surveys for the porn watchers so that we can tell them what we like and we don't we like. We do! It's called when you go on XX and XX and XX or Pornhub, it's the like button. So you look at percentage. Alright. Most people at like that. this 100% I do, I do thing. And you look at some, you know, if it's something that says it's 52%, like, you know what? That's some trash shit. Yeah. But trash. I will never understand, like, why they do such close up. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see all that. Just like, Right oh, I mean, why the cameraman so close? That's the real question. I know. What kind of zoom you? I know. I know some scene probably hit him in the face. I had to. I seen a porn. Oh, 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 wait, that's covering. Oh, come, come on, my. hold on, wait. Well, I seen a porn where the dude, he it was a straight porn, and the camera guy was so close up on this dude's ass. I mean, he was right up in the dude's ass. I thought I was watching a gay porn. I mean, straight up in his ass. Like, what the they hell? do because they do that angle so that you can see like when the girl's laying down and he's yeah. on top, of him, but you like right there by the butthole and the, where his balls meet. And I'm like, yeah, that's too much. They do good up. Everybody don't see no hairy ass. Get the condition out of here. Man. Hairy too, because <laughs> niggas don't really shave their asses like that. So it's just. <sighs> It's a lot of crazy shit. That is. Yeah. Man, man, we just such a straight to porn. We really did. We just follow Trump in the supermarket to eat the porn. No, okay. So this is what I wanted to say. So one time in high school, I was talking to this white guy named Alan, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know why we were, we started talking about some stuff that had to deal with sex, but we weren't sexting or anything. And I was like, and I said, "Dicks." He was like, "Oh, don't use that term. That's kind of weird because I have a friend named Dick." I was like, "Oh my damn." Yeah. Yeah, his also what's his name? Dick Smith. Oh my god. Dick Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 think about it. No. Alright, cause uh cause Richard uh, I don't know how the fuck they get Dick Richard to Dick or, or something like that. Right, I don't know how that I don't know what's his, what, what kind of white people logic is that. Dick. But that's one of that's one of the ones they use. And so I remember one time somebody said, John Dick. It was so fit. What? 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 What?
said was such aggressive. I was like, what are you saying? Like, it's like, I would have been like, Aries Spears. I ain't pulling my dick out for you. You better be like, what are you like a ton of a movie, nigga, John's dick. Right. Like, the porno shit is this, nigga. That is actually people's last name, first names. I'd be like, kind of name is that? Dick Smith. Dick Smith. Dick Williams. <laughs> Dick Cheney. <laughs> that's the that's the vice president. Dick Cheney. Wait, what? Dick Cheney. The vice presidents for I think Bush, right? Yeah. Bush. Yeah. His name was Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. And that's the Bush. That shot him. sounds like a rapper no, name. No, Bush shot him or somebody shot him when they went no, on the hunting. Shot him. No, you shot somebody. Yes. Yeah, you shot somebody when he was on a hunting trip shooting for ducks. He Dick, shot somebody. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. Or Dick Sporting Goods. Oh god. Or there's a car dealership called Dick Dyer. Dick Dyer. I used to work at Dick Dyer. Wait, when? Dick Dyer. How about this? Dick I was Dyer. I had an internship there for something. You did? Yeah, I was a porter. Dick was Dyer. a porter? I was a porter. I clean cars. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know me, my immigrant ass was like, nigga, wait. <laughs> I clean cars. <laughs> Because you know my immigrant ass and not know that word, and you were like, God, nah, that's, 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 that's just an immigrant. That's just a black person thing. Nigga, you know what? What? nigga. What you pouring, my nigga? You said a pouring? You said a pouring? You pouring shots? Nah, nah, nigga. Nah, nigga. Nah, nigga. I just clean cars, man. Nigga, I just, I just clean cars. And it's, what's the word again? Porter. Porter. Mm. That's that's like that's like a janitor calling himself a floor technician. Right, some elaborate shit. Yo, I'll never forget this dude I was talking to. Um, that he was trying to mat like you know trying to come on to me on social media, and I told my dad I was like, he said he's a floor technician. He said, baby girl, that's what floors. a janitor is. Right, for them damn floors. Mm-hmm. 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 Floor technician. Oh, oh my go god, ahead and do your thug fizzle. Hey, floor technician. All right. Well, it's it's that time where we ended the episode. It seems like it just took off. I know, right? This was fun. I it appreciate was. y'all for inviting me. This thank you for coming. Thanks, thanks thank for coming. You. And um, shout, you can shout out your social media if you want to follow you. Yes. yes. Um, if you are interested, please follow me at Mr. Calvin Joyner on Instagram or just simply Calvin Joyner on Facebook. Yes, and if you, need, if you need to buy a house, sell a house, rent a house, call my dude up. Yep, oh, yeah, I'm a yeah. licensed real estate agent too. So yes, if you yeah. need help, let me know. Yes. All right. Um, you want to leave us with a positive note? Yes, let me think of something suave to say. I was about to be real hood with it, but, but no. I don't know what I can say. What All right, I, I guess wait, I'll go. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Hmm. Always remember that whatever you, whatever you fear is what will come into fruition. Is that the right word for it? Yes. Okay, yes. so... Always live your life with without having fear because whatever you fear can become what you manifest because you are abstaining yourself from living your life and living your true authentic self. So whatever you truly want in this universe, walk it, talk it, be it, and it will come back to you. And your Migos voice walking like you talk. Walk it. That's excellent. Walk it like I'm talking. So. And then what I was really going to say, I was going to be stupid and say, you know, get this, get this coinage. Fuck niggas get money. Come on now. <laughs> That's uh, what I can always live by. So, I thank everybody for listening. Everybody who uh, saw it on live. Um, continues to follow us on social media. 
uh, Facebook, we're working on a site right now, the Last Cassette, Instagram, Last Cassette. Um, hit the subscribe button on your iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Anchor. All go Anchor. Just hit the got pot. Me, just hit the damn subscribe button and tell a friend and tell a friend. Um, if you have any comments about this episode, please drop a comment. And the YouTube channel is coming up soon. Uh, I thank everybody for listening. And this is the last cassette. Bye. Motherfuckers. Oh.